Welcome, true believers. This is the inaugural, the Secret Origins episode of The League of Entertaining Gentlemen. Comprising the league is myself, Coach Mo, and Kevin Austin. Welcome, gentlemen. Kevin, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Mo? I'm very well. Are you ready to talk comics? I'm very, very excited about this. I did a lot of homework last night uh, for another podcast, The Awesome That's Entertaining, uh, looking up some Batman references, so I was ready to go, but I'm jacked. Let's do this. Jacked. Well, since this is being recorded on the actual release day of Batman v Superman, we figured that, you know, this would be a good opportunity to talk comics in general, because there's a lot of movies that are coming out that are comics, but there's we got to remember where they came from. They came from the page, the book, the men that made it like Stan Lee, Jim Kirby, and all those guys, because comics are enduring, they're everlasting, they've gone from the Silver Age, the Golden Age, digital, everywhere you can think of, comics have been around. So, since this is our origin episode, since you want to figure out why we're doing a podcast about comics, let's just talk about our journey with comics. I'll start. So... My journey, as far as I'm aware, began with Star Wars. Like much of my entertainment stuff does, Star Wars has something to do with it. The first comic I ever read was Dark Empire. Did you guys ever read Dark Empire? Do you know what that is? I did not. Nope. Totally missed that one. Okay. So Dark Empire was, it's a story about Luke Skywalker and he turns dark. He becomes a, like a dark Jedi. It's, I haven't read it in a long time, honestly. I've forgotten some of the finer points, but... That was my introduction to comics because I wanted more Star Wars in my life. So I found this comic book, and for the the longest time, I always just kind of didn't even pay attention to comics. But I saw Star Wars, and I was like, ooh, this looks really cool. And so I started reading that, became hooked, ventured into Batman, ventured into Iron Man, Daredevil. Those are just some of the ones that I've gone along the way. But it all started, as many things does, for me, with Star Wars. Kevin, how about you? Well, mine started, uh, for me with most things, with Batman. Uh, it was 1989 when uh, the first Tim Burton Batman movie came out. And I saw it as a little kid and instantly fell in love with that character and uh, decided I needed to dive in and see you know, what else was out there. That was our first real introduction to uh, a superhero on the screen. We were able to see it come to life. So from there, it captured me. I read a ton of Batman, but the very first comic I actually owned was an early, very early, actually, issue of Uncanny X-Men that was actually printed in the 60s, which I still have today. It's in terrible, terrible condition, but uh, I did get it. And from there, um, I'm a big fan of the Batman comics, uh, Deadpool, X-Men, pretty much anything for that matter. As long as it's a Marvel DC, uh, I'm pretty much into it. So, but it's been a lifelong passion since then. So I was about eight years old then when it started. But uh, with me, it all begins with Batman. You know, Batman seems to be a catalyst for a lot of people getting into comics because he he is a great character. He's enduring. He, my nephew, I think started liking comics because of Batman too. But he he saw the movies and then started to look elsewhere. Like you, you saw the '89 movie and then started to look into the into the pages, right? Yep. Yeah. Started with the movie and then it, that drove me to the comics. Awesome. Mo. Uh, my story is a little different. Um, I actually didn't get into comics till about two, no, three years ago now. Um, we moved to Orlando, and I made a bucket list when I was 17. And one of the things on my bucket list was to go into a place that was playing Dungeons & Dragons and just start 
running around crazy, like shouting, you're going to die. You're going to die. Just, it was just on my list, like something silly for me to do, which is if you've, you know me, I'm kind of a goofy dude. And so I was walking through the mall and there's a place called Coliseum of comics in uh, Orlando, Florida. And I go, wife, Lacey, this is my opportunity. And she's like, no, no, please. We just moved here. Don't embarrass me. I'm like, Lace, this is the dream. Like, I got to walk in there and just, just act a fool. And so I walked in, and the young man who greeted me uh, was just so nice and polite. I was like, ah, I can't do it to you. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> and he goes, well, what made you walk in? I was like, ah, well, and I told him the truth. I'm like, this is why. And he started laughing. He's like, that would have been so funny. And I'm like, I'm really <laughs> glad you think so. Uh, but he was like, well, do you read comics? I'm like, no, I've never read a comic. And he goes, do you want to try one? And I'm like, I don't think I like them. Because um, I'm very sports oriented, um, you know, bigger dude played college football and basketball and track, and and I've just always been uh, very you know narrow minded in that way. And he goes, well, what do you like? And I go, well, I, I like you know the Bears. And he goes, well, how about the Hulk? And I go, what? You know, the Hulk's this huge, massive thing that just destroys things. And I go. I could get behind that. <laughs> so he takes me over and he gives me, uh, it would have been the 2012 run of, it would have been the indestructible Hulk at that time. And I picked it up, read the first couple pages and was hooked. And so since then, uh, my Hulk comic collecting has become huge. I, I'm up to almost 400 Hulk comics that I have. Wow. Um, I've, I've gone through and read all of the original first four uh, series. Uh, by buying those giant, uh, awesome collectibles they have with all of the printings. Um, and I've just kind of been tracking down as much Hulk stuff I can get. I just recently branched off. I love the new Thor, and I love the new X-Men, um, as well as I, I'm I'm head over heels for the new Wolverine. I think she's just an amazing character, and that's become probably my second favorite series next to the Hulk. Awesome. So let, let's do some quick word association. Hulk. Awesome sauce. Smash. <laughs> Bruce. Smart. <laughs> what what'd you say, Will? Smart. Smart? I, I thought you would have said banner. I was I was I was thinking you'd say banner. Um I was thinking of Bruce Banner. He's smart. Yeah, but okay, gotcha. But I like <laughs> Kevin. He he said Wayne, so <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's talk a little bit about our superheroes then, or our favorite superheroes. So Mo, I think that you said that your favorite or your collection at least would think that it's favorite <laughs> is the Hulk, right? My yeah, my absolute favorite uh, bar none is uh, the Hulk. Yeah. So what is it about the Hulk that draws you to that character? Um, it's kind of personal that I'm just a really big guy and I'm often bumping in and breaking things. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at my principal's house having a barbecue. He had these wooden chairs and no joke, I sat in it for about two seconds and boom, <laughs> just smashing the kindling. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry, but you knew. <laughs> and he started laughing. And I was like, um, but that's what I love about the Hulk is that he's this big, huge monster that that is fighting to protect people. And though it never goes the way he plans, he gets a really raw end of the stick. When you read the Hulk series, especially when the Hulk is in cognition, like understanding who he is. Um, there was that great run where Bruce Banner was gone and it was just the Hulk. Um, when the Hulk's at his premise, he just wants to be left alone and he wants to just do his own thing and he wants to find out who he is, but no one ever lets him. And so that combination of what the Hulk is to me, plus I love Bruce Banner because um, I, I'm kind of a science geek. Uh, I end up you know, working on my master's in biology. Uh, I've been a biology teacher uh, for two years. Now I'm back to PE because... 
teaching the classroom was driving me nuts. But I, I love people who are smart and intelligent. And Bruce Banner's never, ever been smart or intelligent to rule the world. He's always wanted to make it better. Mm. And that's what I love about you have Bruce Banner who wants to help the world with this monster inside of him that wants to basically save the world but destroying it in the process. <laughs> Smash everything that gets in the way. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to save you by destroying your house while removing you from it. <laughs> um, but that's what I love about the, this, this, uh, this split with these two is that you have this itty-bitty science nerd who nobody gives respect to who has this cage monster inside of him. And that cage monster is, in my book, from everything I've read and understood, one of the most unstoppable forces ever in comic lore. And so that's why like, I love that they put these two together, that they put something someone so small and frail and not threatening with this huge monster bulk mass of absolute power into one thing. So... If you would have to say what your favorite storyline is for the Hulk, what would you say at this point? My favorite storyline for the Hulk actually is this brand new run of Totally Awesome Hulk. I love that we kind of let Bruce Banner free um, and that we have somebody who's actually excited about being the Hulk. Hmm. Because that was the thing that kept wearing on me as a fan was Banner carrying a burden where to me the Hulk is a blessing. You have the power to stop whatever comes the way of this planet. And I, w I always wish that I could have, like, met the Bruce Banner character. I'm like, do you not understand? Like, you can save the world by just being you. Like, <laughs> there's nothing. Thanos can come down whenever he wants, but you can stop him. Mm -hmm. And instead, he's just, you know, oh, I'm burdened by I'm the Hulk. I wish he could accept that that is a gift. And what I love about this new run is our new lead character. Um, he accepts it and loves it, and he's enjoying being the Hulk. So. That's cool. That's Yeah, that's a difference from previous iterations because you always think of the Hulk as being like, oh, no, it's coming out. No, I can't stop it. Yeah. But it sounds like this one, he's embracing that he's the Hulk and totally just geeking out with it. Yep. Awesome. So, Kevin, I think that we can maybe ascertain from your opening statements what your favorite superhero is. But just for clarity, why don't you go ahead and tell us it's Batman. It's Batman. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's definitely batman 100 percent. why oh so it, it's funny mo's perspective and in his joy for the character comes from not being able to necessarily control the situation to me being obsessed with the person who has a necessity to control everything so <laughs> The, the main appeal for Batman for me is that out of all the superheroes, when you think of the big ones, he's the one that's most likely that could be anybody. Uh, he's your average person battling alongside and against, you know, far more powerful creatures and beings. But it's his his plans, his obsessiveness to uh, to have a, a contingency plan for everything that kind of drives him as a character. And I also think that uh, out of any comic book series, I think he has the best villains to to go against his rogues, rogues gallery. Um and that makes for very interesting storylines. Even some of the newer characters and enemies they introduce, you know, the Court of Owls now and things like that nature, it's always intriguing what they come up with for Batman. But I think it's just your appeal that, you know, he's a broken individual, but he doesn't let that get in his way. And, in fact, it's what drives him. And he is always prepared for any situation against literally anything. 
Always be prepared. That's the motto. Yep, he's the Boy Scout. <laughs> so if you had to say that there's a particular run of a storyline or a particular comic that you think back to as your most favorite, most impactful, what would it be? I think for me, it's kind of a toss-up. I was trying to think of one specific, but for me, it'd probably be a tie with the uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the original Frank Miller run from 1986, and um, The Killing Joke, uh, probably the top two. I can't really choose just one out of those two. They're both great. Yeah. there's Are those both by Frank Miller or is The Killing Joke by someone else? I think The Killing Joke was by somebody else. Okay. Yeah, Frank Miller, when he took control of his the Batman character, he really kind of changed that character around and made him into what we know today honestly yeah definitely and i mean i haven't seen batman v superman yet but you can clearly tell ben affleck's batman is very much inspired by the frank miller iteration of him yeah i would agree with that for sure so anything else you'd like to say about the bat uh if you're not reading him and you're a fan of comics i don't know what you're doing because i mean he's got some great storylines out there right now and the even the extended bat family with you know nightwing and batgirl they, they're kind of doing great things with each of those characters i mean there's tons and tons of batman comics out weekly and bi-weekly that uh there's certainly no shortage of the bat yeah and i do enjoy the nightwing series too that was pretty good i haven't checked out batgirl yet and I'm interested to see what they do with Batwoman, too, because I think they're going to, if they haven't already, they're going to do a Batwoman run, right? Yeah, they did. They did one last year. I believe there's still one continuing on this year, but they had a really good one last year that had a lot of crossover with uh, Catwoman. Cool. So I guess it's my turn then. My favorite superhero, and it has been this way ever since I was a little boy, because this is the first action figure I can remember buying with my own money at was it kb toys i think it was the name of the place back in the yep. day yep <laughs> in a mall i found this figure and i was like oh it's it's him I, I want him and that boys and girls ladies and gentlemen true believers is iron man yeah buddy <laughs> much much like bruce wayne he is a man he's a human he he has in the comics anyway the arc reactor kept him alive it was in his chest. It kept him alive and breathing, and he used that as an, uh, as an augment to be able to make the suit, to power the suit, and create the suit of armor to protect the world, not just himself. And he uses his expertise as, a, you know, as a, an arms dealer and things like that to really understand how things work. He also, like Bruce Banner, is smart. But unlike Bruce Banner, he doesn't have quite altruistic intentions because Bruce, you can see him going and just helping people out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think you could ever see Tony Stark doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. But he's Tony Stark is a character that's flawed, right? He's he's a billionaire. He's he's brilliant. He makes this technology. He's got an awesome kick sidekick with War Machine. But he's a character that has issues. And one of my favorite runs is Demon in a Bottle. Yeah. And that is it's it's poignant, and it is one of those storylines that just humanizes the character. And you realize that for all that he does, he still struggles with this aspect, and he's able to overcome it one way or another, right? So while you can battle the Mandarin, or you can battle Whiplash, Warmonger, and all these other guys, you still have this battle within yourself that can almost end you. So... It was really one of my favorite runs of the comic book. 
I love the character of Iron Man in any iteration. There's there's a lot of good storylines with him out there. I, I like his Civil War storyline too. Not I'm not con- talking about the movie that's coming out this summer, but the actual Civil War storyline with him was really good, where he and Tony are on opposite sides of the spectrum, and Tony supports the Registration Act, Captain op- opposes it, and this the the dynamic between those two and the two sides coming, you know. To, to blows was really impactful because I also do enjoy Captain America, not to the extent of he's not in my top five probably, but I do enjoy the dynamic between those two characters and the Avengers in, in whole are a really good team. They're, they're really well done. And I think that they're probably my favorite team up of everybody because it has Iron Man on it. But I do have to give a close second shout-out to Batman, because I love Batman. He, again, is immortal, can be hurt, can be wounded, has all the flaws, and that's, I think, what makes a great superhero, because you have a person that puts themselves on the line, that goes toe-to-toe with gods, pretty much. You know, these superhero human beings. Iron Man battles the Hulk. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see a man put himself in these situations. Yeah, it could be his arrogance. But at the end of the day, I don't think so. At the end of the day, I think that he knows what he's doing is good, and he makes the right call. So that's what I like about Iron Man. I I agree with you. I think Iron Man is definitely uh, Marvel's answer to Batman. They're very, very similar characters. And Demon in a Bottle was probably, in my opinion, too, one of the best series I've ever done. Just it gave comics a perspective where it was something that can contribute actual value when a lot of people were, you know, like, Oh, it's just for kids and this and that. But it had a very real storyline that, you know, could hit home for a lot, a lot of people that hadn't really been seen to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Mo, I know that Iron Man and Hulk battle, but what do you think about Iron Man? I, I actually love, um, the, the movie adaptations they've done have been really good because they've shown like how Iron Man respects Bruce Banner's brain. Um, and knows how intelligent he is. In the comics, there are some times when that gets kind of missed, that that witty banter of we could be friends gets kind of taken out, but then there are times when they do a great job of joining together and working together um, that I've kind of always enjoyed. So I'm, I'm actually, I would say right now, I am on Team Iron Man for the upcoming Civil War movie. Ooh, thank you, um, sir. Welcome very, But it's because I've never... Um, I've never actually gotten to read their sides of Civil War. I've only read the stuff where Hulk's popped up. So <laughs> I'm kind of missing some of the extra stuff. A few pieces. But, yeah. But I'm really excited to kind of dive into those as the movie does get closer. So, And so as far as the movie goes, I, it's, it's interesting because today, I, like, as I mentioned, we're recording on the day that Batman v Superman comes out. So since all of our characters have had an on-screen adaptation... Iron Man's only been adapted by um, Robert Downey Jr., as far as I'm aware. Yeah, he's the only one that's done him. Yep. But Hulk and Batman have both gone through different iterations. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, Kevin, which iteration on film do you like best as far as Bruce Wayne, as far as Batman, and maybe just overall tone in the story? All right, so not having seen Batman v Superman, I can't comment on Batfleck, if you will. Um, but I do like the how he's 
carrying himself in the trailers, at least, is a very, you know, much more aggressive, a much hardened uh, version of Batman. So that's kind of cool. But out of what I have seen, I'll... Uh, I'm going to have to go with Christian Bale, despite the terrible yes. voice of them all. You know, the I'm Batman right. voice. I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got over that real quick. Um, <laughs> and despite, you know, a couple, you know, hiccups here and there, I think overall he carried the, the cowl the best, if you will, uh, despite him giving up for, you know, eight years, whatever it was, in sh- shooting archery in his bedroom when his girlfriend died. <laughs> yeah, that, that just didn't make any sense, and that wasn't true to Batman. But uh, other than that, I think he probably carried it his best uh, so far. Yeah. So Christian Bale, any, any particular film? And I bet you're going to say The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one out of the, the three. <laughs> Hands down with the Joker was was the best iteration. That's before he got really goofy with the voice and everything. So I think that was probably the best one. Batman Begins was good. I think it was a, a, a good interpretation of the origin story, but it went on a little long for my liking. Um, so I think definitely uh, Dark Knight um, was the best one out of the series. So you like Christian Bale as far as Batman and as far as Bruce Wayne? Oh, no. Sorry. So, yeah, sorry. I didn't I didn't quite answer that. So as Bruce Wayne, I think the best one so far that I've seen would have to be Michael Keaton. Um, just really? because, yeah, yeah, I know it's probably not a popular opinion, but I think his quirkiness to the character added a little bit more life to Bruce Wayne, which in the comics you don't really see. He's kind of, you know, more the playboy aspect, which I don't think any of them have portrayed that really yet but i think michael keaton was probably the quote the closest by being kind of the, the quirkiest of the the batman the quirkiest of the bruce waynes rather mo what input would you like to give on this who is the best batman um well you haven't seen the movie yet but right now i have best batman is uh going to be my boy uh ben affleck actually and then uh i've got best uh bruce wayne is still christian bale so Curious for both of you guys. Was Adam West in the running at all? Never. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam West, I understand, you know, the classic character and stuff there. And they did what they thought they were supposed to do with comic book TV shows at the time. It was corny. It was quirky. It was the 70s or 60s, wasn't it? The 60s, right? 66, yeah. Yep, so. 66. So it was perfect for the 60s, I think. But... You know, we're more modern. We Our tastes have changed from, since the 60s. The Batman character has changed on the page since the 60s. And I definitely think that these more modern adaptations, starting with 89, are, are more of what we think of when we think of Batman. So, for me, I have to say the best Bruce Wayne is Ben Affleck now. Before that, and this is going to be a very controversial opinion, I thought the best Bruce Wayne was George Clooney. (laughs) George Clooney did a good job as Bruce Wayne. He was a billionaire playboy. He was excellent at that that portion of it. The Batman side, not so much. As far as the the Batman, my favorite one of Batman is, it's a very close call right now between Christian Bale's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman. I think I need to see more of Ben Affleck's Batman before I can really make him my favorite. But he's he's right up there at the top of my list right now. Then after that would have to be Michael Keaton's Batman because I just I love that Batman suit from '89. Uh, it was so good, and the '89 Batmobile is my Batmobile. People say the yeah. tumbler and things like that, but no, the '89 Batmobile is what I think of when I hear Batmobile. I agree. I agree with the Batmobile statement. And as far as my favorite film with Batman is The Dark Knight. I mean, hands down. Yep. 
Mo, did you say which which guy you liked as far as Bruce Wayne? Uh, Bruce Wayne was Christian Bale. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you did. Okay. So, now, the Hulk has been adapted on the screen by three, or actually four, if you count the yep. TV show, different guys. Uh, Mo, what do you think? Uh, best Hulk was actually done with the Avengers with uh, my man Ruffy. Um, Ruffy? Yep. Uh, <laughs> he was amazing. Uh, it's uh, Mark Ruffalo, correct? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Yeah, he was amazing. I super love that you could still see details in him in the Hulk, which they had not been doing in the previous generations, or at least not doing well. But best banner for me is still uh, Edward Norton. Really? He is a scientist I was looking for. He's very methodical. His brain is constantly working. He's got that kind of skinny scientist figure. Like he's not a force. Um, I loved some of the lines he delivered when he was like explaining things to people. Um, and you could just see like his brain power in the dialogue was there. In the Avengers movie, Mark Ruffalo, there's a lot of questioning, a lot of hesitation, a lot of him holding stuff back. He was my second favorite. Like, really, really, I, I do love uh, Mark Ruffalo, and I hope they give him a chance to be the Hulk movie I need and I deserve as a fan. But Edward Norton had that skinny, frail scientist thing that fit the banner in my head. He, you know what I mean? Ruffalo, that, that's a pretty big dude. Um, you know, when he stands next to Tony Stark, Tony, a guy who works out constantly, who's Iron Man, um, he's... They're, they're both pretty similar body build. They're both bigger guys. Um, and that's not the banner that I always see. So so your banner is Edward Norton and your Hulk is in the Avengers. It, which movie did you prefer him in, being his character or just the way he was? I thought the last Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, was the best Hulk rendition because of the thing they added with Black Widow. Um, Hulk, at his core is primitive you know what i mean it's uh go get ball okay i go get ball it's not oh hey there's a house in front of the ball or there's a way to get around so i can you know get the ball quickly without hurting myself it's very cut and dry straight line go um with this one when they added that that scene where black widow calms him down i was like yes because this is how I envision Hulk transforming and knowingly doing it. Go, oh, this is the face that I have. This is something positive. This is something good that brings me joy and that I can go, I am safe. Hulk is safe. If Hulk is safe, then Hulk can relax. And I thought that was, for the story, something I absolutely loved. And when Scarlet Witch shows that vision to Hulk that nobody knows about, I envision it being something happening to Black Widow, and that's why he left. So, hmm. Yeah, we never did see what his vision was, did we? Nope. Because nope. it drew him crazy. Yep. And that, that's what I, I did in my head. was like, for Hulk, the one thing that for the Hulk to be nervous about is something happening to Black Widow, the face that he trusts. Yeah. So question, in this rendition of the Avengers... The Edward Norton movie is canon. Mm -hmm. Does he not care about Betty anymore? Betsy? <laughs> um, the way I took it 
is that that was a breakup, um, and uh, they're no longer together. And uh, that's, I'm just guessing that he realized he could never have a relationship with her because of his powers. And so he moved on, and they moved on. But with Black Widow, like, she fought Hulk in the first one and got away. Like, I guess she didn't fight. She got into an encounter with Hulk and got herself away and saved the people around her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he knows I can be with her because when I'm at my very scariest, she's able to calm me down. Yeah. So. And you think about the interactions between them, the way you said that with the first Avengers, she goes to get him, you know, at first. And I love that scene. And then, yeah, you're right. She's the one that kind of runs away from him and when he's hulking out on the ship. And she's kind of shaking a little bit. But, yeah, she's she's seen him at his worst. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, any inputs on your favorite on-screen adaptations of The Green Monster? Yeah, so for me, my favorite Bruce Banner actually is Mark Ruffalo. Um, while I agree he may not be the truest to the uh, page version of Bruce Banner, I think it's needed that he has a little bit different dynamic in order to be the kind of yin to Tony Stark's Yang, if you will, to kind of balance that character off. Because if both of them were driving technology in their experiments, then there'd be kind of nothing holding them back, which would cause probably bigger damage in the Marvel Universe, which I think is what we're kind of getting to in Civil War. <laughs> um, so I think my, uh, Mark Ruffalo plays plays off Tony Stark very, very well. Um, so I think he's the best version. Uh, as far as the actual green monster himself, I have to go with Lou Ferrigno, the only guy to actually play the Hulk. So, <laughs> nice. I mean, come on, he fought a bear. Yeah, that's true. That's a good pull. <laughs> so, um, and I, I do I do like what Mo said about the whole um Black Widow and Hulk interactions in the last couple in the last movie. I definitely agree. I love what they've done with that storyline, and I hope that kind of continues. And they don't just drop it all together. Um, now that the Hulk kind of took off, but I thought that was a great twist, and I enjoyed it a lot as well. Yeah, and I'll have to say that my favorite Bruce Banner is uh, the current one, Ruffy, as you called him. I think was it Ruffy, was it Ruffy? <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. I think he does a really good job. I like how he's a scientist, how he's working with Tony, how he's figuring things out. That's the most. I've seen from a scientist, you know, as far as that goes, as Edward Norton was a little bit of a scientist, but not enough. But with him being brought on the team for gamma radiation to track things, to to really use his science first, according to Nick Fury, but really they brought him along for the, the Green Monster too. But I love his interpretation of Banner. I think it's great. I think it's it's scary yet humble, you know. He's, he's not assuming. He knows he has all the power in the world within him, but he holds it in. And I love his his delivery of, you know, how do, you, how do I, what's the trick? He's always angry. Yep. I, I yep. absolutely love that, that line, that delivery. And that is also my favorite Hulk. I mean, seeing the Hulk jump up and save Iron Man falling from the sky. You know, I'm an, I'm an Iron Man fan. I'm an Iron Man fan. So seeing him go up and jump up and save Iron Man, even after they had this little bit of a, you know, disagreement, I think you could call it. But seeing him go up and save him, I love, absolutely love that imagery, that scene. And then I, that makes them friends. I mean, that has to be what makes them good friends. That's, I don't know, that's my interpretation. And that's my favorite Hulk movie moment. And the Avengers has a lot to it. The first Avengers movie I, that I love absolutely. And as far as comic book movies go, that's that's among the top for me too, by the way. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the League 
of entertaining gentlemen. To get a hold of this show, you can email us. We'd like to hear what you have to think about comics. I'm sure Kevin wants to talk about Batman. Mo definitely wants to talk about the Hulk. But we're going to be a bi-weekly or monthly show. We haven't quite decided yet. But when we do, we will let you know. So you can find us on the That's Entertaining feed at this point. We might spin it out to its own thing, depending on how you react to it. But we know that you'll love it. We know that you want to hear Mo talk about the Hulk more and more. Don't you? <laughs> you know, I know Mo wants so. to talk about it. Yeah. You don't want to get Mo angry because you won't like it. <laughs> it's true. We, we want you to send all the information that you have about the Hulk and why you don't like him so Mo can <laughs> Hulk out. We're going to give him his own corner where he hulks out every every episode. No, we'll see. But like I said, you can contact the show, that's entertaining at gmail.com, and you can shoot us a Twitter tweet. Twitter tweet? What did I say? A tweet on Twitter. Just a tweet. <laughs> Just a tweet's fine. Just a tweet. At entertaining pod. And we would love to hear what you think about the comic book show that we're doing here the little comic cast so kevin any final words for this origin episode uh we hope you guys enjoy it and and keep giving us some ammo to go with uh we want we want to talk comics we want to geek out with you and so interact come on folks yeah no if you get a chance to read the old man logan series uh totally awesome hulk uh the brand new hulk is in there and it's some of his best stuff awesome well, oh, well if you're doing plugs, if you're doing plugs, <laughs> jeez, read Hawkeye versus Deadpool. It was awesome. Hawkeye versus Deadpool. Yes. And I guess I gotta plug something. Read Dark Empire, my first comic. The Star Wars Dark Empire. It is Legends now. It doesn't actually fit in the canon, but it is my first entry into comics and what started me down this path. So, that'll do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers alike. Until next time. Excelsior! Hulk smash.